Welcome, welcome to Jazzed Up on Utah. Something we've been real excited about. If you want anything Utah, you come here. Because we have two great jazz fans here. Hunter Miller, welcome. Welcome, welcome. The late, great Hunter Miller. The late, great. Mm-hmm. Am I passed away? No. I feel, like you're I, talking I, about, say, I, think, I feel like you're talking about our guy Hot Rod Hunley when you're saying the late, great. Okay, I guess with you I should just say the great Hunter Miller. The currently that? great. Current, great, and will be late, great Hunter Miller. Oh, yeah. Well, we got some good inside info on the jazz because we're coming at it from a couple of different perspectives, which I think is unique because in podcasting a world, you're either coming at a specific topic from the point of view of a fan. You know, you have fan run podcasts out Big in the world. Fan. That's kind of what we do at, you know, our regular sports take podcast. You know, we talk about the NFL. We talk about the NBA. We talk about baseball. None of us are in these organizations. You know, none of us have any sort of connection to you know, we'll say the Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Tigers. You know, we don't have these inside looks at the Orlando Magic. But but we jazz. do have connections with the Utah Jazz, namely me, not to toot my own horn or sound braggy, but working within the Jazz organization to some extent where I'm you know, alongside these players on a weekly basis for the most part. You see kind of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. But we also have you, Devin, in here where you'll kind of be able to give us your outlook as a diehard jazz fan. And you know how passionate I am about the jazz. I mean, we live together. You, you get, know, my, you get my take every day. Oh, yeah. I hear all about that in BYU. Yep. Which hopefully soon here we could po- – I'm toying with the idea right now of – starting at BYU exclusive podcast. Much like we have the University of Utah podcast that Alex runs, we have this jazz one that you, now Devin, are going to run. Views from Happy Valley? Views from Happy Valley. <laughs> I was toying with the idea of the Cougar Country Report. Oh, okay. I like that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Right it's now jazz it's Utah season. Jazz. It's basketball season starting tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm psyched. Are you psyched? Oh, I like I said on our Sports Take podcast, the Jazz uh, fan page on Instagram released this hype video, and I was literally, I had chills all over my body on my break. Was work. it the Jazz fan page, or was it that Team is Everything, the one that Jazz yeah, themselves or whatever put page out. it was. The Jazz put that out. It was Team is Everything, and it like had all the guys yeah. dunking with the and fans. And it just showed the yeah, fans yeah. cheering, and yeah. 360 dunks, and shots, and Mitchell dribbling, and I was pumped. That Mitchell and dribbling really got you going. Oh, <laughs> I got me going. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, wow. Look at that behind the back. You can't, I mean, you can't beat it, honestly. No. Did Ben Simmons can't. do that? Probably. No. But can no. Ben Simmons Can Ben Simmons do it as dunk pretty contest? as Donovan Mitchell can? Can Ben Simmons win the Rookie of the Year award in his rookie season? I think he'll win it this year. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> he'll, go, he'll, he'll, he'll be, be the, ben first, Simmons clean he'll be the first repeat of Rookie of the Year. Well, as Philly fans out there, they're going to say Eagles win the Super Bowl, Flyers win the... Stanley Cup, Phillies win the World Series, Sixers win the NBA Finals, and Ben Simmons sweeps the awards, including Coach of the Year. Yeah. 
He'll be the MVP and the sixth man and the coach of the year. It's a Ben Simmons, ben Simmons show. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you got some discussion topics you want to get into, Devin, so let's We do. Fire so our, our first subject is who's trending on the Utah Jazz? Hunter, I'm going to ask you first. Who's trending? Who's trending or who? what's trending? You could say who or what, but mostly who because we're talking about players. Because who's trending, it's got to be Donovan. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is, this is Donovan's year. It is. Last year, going into the season, no one expected Donovan to do what he did. Now, fast forward, you know, 10 months, 12 months, and all eyes are on Donovan. Every single eyeball in the state of Utah and eyeballs across the country in the NBA world are on Donovan Mitchell. We've seen him in Bleacher Report videos, the one that Bleacher Report released today teasing the upcoming NBA season. We've seen Donovan Mitchell, and we've seen him highlights of him in ESPN promos for the games broadcast on TNT or ESPN or ABC. You know, we've seen him get national attention. We've seen Justin Bieber wearing a Spider Mitchell we've shirt. We've seen Justin Bieber. If that's not big, I don't know what is. We've seen Trey Songs wearing Donovan Mitchell jerseys in his concert. We, Chris Brown wearing jazz shorts. Chris Br- Donovan has made the jazz a cultural and, you know, pop culture icon. And it's great They're for this upcoming now. off season. Now the question remains, what's going to happen because of that? Is he going to live up to those expectations? Are we going to see Donovan Mitchell take that next step? Are we going to see him fulfill the expectations and the visions of Utah Jazz fans? Or are we going to see him have a good but eh, lackluster sophomore season? That's the question. My, I want and I do love Donovan. Don't get me wrong. But you're lying if you're saying that there's not that little voice in the back of your head saying, well, what if he, it turns out to be uh, Tyreek Evans, Michael Carter Williams type of career? You know, that, I mean, you don't want that, to travel that, down that I path. I know that voice is, that has rang in my head a little bit, but Donovan Mitchell is much more athletic than the likes of a Michael Carter Williams and a Tyreek Evans. But is that enough? I think it is. Like, and, was last and, season just a byproduct of receiving all the attention as far as the Jazz are concerned, giving Donovan the ball, putting him in those big roles, and teams just not being acclimated to that. And now suddenly that they recognize, you know, Donovan's going to be the star. They have a year of film to scout him, and we're going to see them play him a little bit tougher, you know, show him show those weaknesses that he has. Because they're certainly there. I mean, right. he's not a flawless player. No, There's going to be weaknesses. No one's a flawless player. Are the other closest teams to flawless is LeBron. But here, here's why I don't think so. And it's because the work that he's putting in in the offseason. He's going hard. He, he wants it. And he's going to the person that he's most compared to, Dwayne Wade, to work out with him. And I'm sure he asked Dwayne Wade, what did you do so you didn't get exposed your sophomore season? What did you do? He wants to be that guy. And I'm not saying Tyreek Evans or Michael Carter-Williams didn't want to be that guy. But Michael Carter-Williams was on an awful team, so it was easy for him to pad stats. Tyreek Evans, I don't know what the heck happened to him, but I think Donovan Mitchell wants it. He wants to be that star. He wants it. The only difference, I mean, there's differences, but the main difference I would point to to you know, get away from the... Tyreek Evans, the Michael Carter-Williams comparisons, is the fact that, well, Donovan Mitchell led his team to the playoffs. 
that can't be sa- the same can't be said of Michael Carter Williams or Tyreek Evans. Not only did he lead them to the playoffs, he was their star player in the playoffs. Yeah, he was the guy for the season and for the playoffs, and they made the playoffs and they won in the playoffs. He just has a swag and confidence about him that I think is going to get him. So that's what I would say is trending for the Jazz this year. That's the player I'd say is training for the Jazz. What is trending for the Jazz right now, I think, is just expectations. Yeah, absolutely. The And, you know, we're going to get there. That's moving into, are the Utah Jazz overhyped or underhyped? I think they're appropriately hyped. Okay. And when I say appropriately hyped, I think if you would have said the Jazz are the number two seed, which ESPN had toyed with earlier in the summer, earlier in the fall, they put out a couple rankings where Jazz were number two. That's where I would say you're toying with overhyped. Mm-hmm. Because Houston's a good team. There's no way the Jazz are underhyped. Because you no. can't look at this Jazz team and be like, how can you put them at number three in the West? Like, that is criminally low. I mean, even... Col- if you put the Jazz at five, now we're talking yeah, underhyped. That, that's underhyped. When you're not giving any attention to Donovan, when you're not mentioning Rudy Gobert... When Quinn Snyder is pushed aside when it comes to the coach of the year talk, now we're talking underhyped. Right. I think, you know, why I think that they're perfectly hyped is, uh, what's his name, Colin Hurd? Colin Coward? Colin Coward, sorry. Yeah. He usually trashes the Jazz. But I was listening today. He actually said that he's excited to see what the Jazz are going to do this season. He thinks that they have a good team put together. And his thing was just Quinn. Like, just win, but just with Quinn. So, I think that they are perfectly hyped. I could agree with you on that one. Except he does not like Joe Ingles for whatever reason. No, he, I, he I don't get that. he hates on Joe Ingles for whatever reason. Can't guard a baller stool. He guarded, well, Paul, he guarded George Paul George and shut him down. Just fine to me, what I saw. Shut him down, yeah. So, I disagree with him on that, but I do think that he, great, he showed some great love to the Utah Jazz, which I think a lot of ESPN and a lot of the people around the NBA... Yeah. Doing. Well, we heard Rachel Nichols on our fancy Jazzed Up on Utah intro talk about how, well, the Jazz have a Coach of the Year candidate, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, a Rookie of the Year candidate. But what makes a Jazz so great isn't those individual aspects. You know, Quinn Snyder is great, obviously helps. Rudy Gobert is great, obviously helps. Donovan Mitchell is great, obviously helps. But you look at teams like Detroit or Washington, where you have good coach, all-star caliber players, but don't win. And for some reason or other, the Jazz aren't one of those teams where you have all the pieces but can't figure it out because they have the caliber of players and the kind of players that put the team first. I mean, we saw it with the Jazz video that they released today where they talk about team is everything. Quinn Snyder, you know, it was a funny thing that he said, but was a really cool thing to hear where he said the strength of the team is the team. Is the team. And I think we saw that last year. And I think we'll see it this year. I don't. I don't think that they're name name me a team in the NBA that can move the ball and share it like the Jazz do. Golden State. Okay, Golden Houston. State's at a whole nother level. I know, but and that's Houston what I'm saying. Is. Well, that's a compliment to the Jazz. It is. Like but you they, can they, name they're other being, teams, that but they're those being are... talked with those teams as yeah. being the best as a team team ball. If you say name me a team that does this like, like the Jazz, yeah. and your answer you say, is Golden yeah. State, you're you're doing something right. Then yeah. Because the same is not being said about Miami, about the Thunder, about the Pelicans, about the Pistons. You know, we're not talking about those teams in the same sentence as we're talking about Golden State and Houston. 
And what ultimately, we're doing that with the Jazz. Ultimately, that's what I think gives the Jazz the edge over OKC is that they play team ball. Oh yeah, well that's what they got last season. Mm-hmm. Paul George Light was shooting twenty times a game. The next game, Russell Westbrook was shooting thirty times. That a game. last game that I went to, the very last playoff game like before the Jazz moved on, he took forty shots. That yeah. is ridiculous. And you're not going to see anybody on the Jazz no take 40 shots jazz. unless it's like a six-overtime game. No, no one it's on the Jazz. If it's a six-overtime game, you might see Donovan take 40 shots. Hunter, I'll give you 50 bucks if you come home one day this season and show me that a Jazz player is taking 40 shots. All right, I'll take you up on that. Deal? Yeah, deal. Okay. They play <laughs> I mean, such great team ball my eyes peeled, I am confident that that won't happen. All right. Well, I think it's going to be a very good season for the Jazz. I think they've the difference now as opposed to in the past, is the bench. Yeah. The bench for the Jazz is very good, but you can't ignore the starters. No. The star- they have a very, very good starting lineup, and they don't really have a hole at any position, which you could not say about the Jazz even two years ago. No, they are they are set. And that's why we're moving on to what are our expectations for the starters? Starting with Donovan Mitchell. I know we've talked about him a lot, but he's the focal point of this team. My expectation for Donovan is to continue to develop, continue to play like we saw him last season, and to lead his team to the playoffs again. Lead his team to a top three seed. I hesitate to say all-star level. Why I wouldn't say all-star level is there are so many good players in the West that if, are at his position. If Donovan Mitchell was playing and the Utah Jazz were playing in the Eastern Conference, I would not hesitate to say that Donovan Mitchell will be an all-star this season. Absolutely, but there's too many good players at his position in the West. Now, yeah. if he shows out this year and moves on in the next year playing like that, then yes, I'll next say all-star. Next year, yeah, then I will start to tread onto the all-star talk. But this year, I just can't buy into that all-star that he'll be an all-star this season. Down the road in the next two or three seasons, absolutely, if he continues to show that he can maintain this type of play. Okay, what you said about Donovan, I agree with everything. I have a question for you. I want to move on to Rudy. Okay. Is Rudy an all-star this year? Is he or should he be? Do you think he will will be? be? If he plays like he did last year and... You know, he put, he put on a little weight in the offseason. Yeah. So if he starts bringing his defensive game or his offensive game a little bit more, do you think he's an all-star? He should be. However, for whatever reason, the NBA voters have tended to, all, to give more respect to the Jokic's, the Nurkic, Nurkic? Nurkic. Nurkic. Capella. Cape- yeah, Capella. I mean, I don't think I don't think Capella would make an All Star game over Rudy, but when I look at the center position, it's hard to say that they'll give. There'll be two center All Stars in the West, and I think him getting and yeah. Sorry, continue. Depending on how you want to find Anthony Davis, he probably takes one of those. Yeah, you could put him at. And then if they want to mix it up, but yeah. And then you get to the second position, and it's Nurkic, Jokic, or Rudy. And for whatever, like I said, for whatever reason, voters give Nurkic and the Joker. Which I don't know why they put Rudy I mean, over Nurkic. Yeah. Because the Nurkic, player Rudy the rocks award, Nurkic every time they play. The defense player of the award will certainly help Rudy in terms of popularity and national attention. And not only Mitchell are you seeing around on the face of the NBA, you're starting to see Rudy around. Places Starting too. to, yes. However, I can't say, oh, yeah, he'll be an all-star when I 
he should be. My question doesn't lie within Rudy's ability to be an all-star or the level of talent that he has because he's definitely an, an all-star level of talent. My question lies in the people who are voting on the all-star game because it's fans and it's writers. And then, like, the alternates are selected by coaches, mm-hmm. which I have an issue with the all-star voting in general. I think it should be media, coaches, and players. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, will he be? I don't know. Should he be? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. All right, moving on. I know we're jumping around positions here and not really going in order, but I'm going to move on to Joe Ingles. Just continue to do what he's done. Walk down on the defensive end of the floor and knock down threes on the offensive end. It sounds like he's been he's been pretty confident in him being the best shooter yeah, I mean, in the NBA. What do you he, think about that? He had a couple of comments over the last couple of weeks during the preseason about being the best shooter in the NBA. I mean, that's the kind of confidence you want from any NBA player, right. especially from a guy like Joe Ingles who had to work his way from Australia into the D-League. Waiver got, wires. Got cut by a couple of different teams, finally ended up on the Jazz and earned a starting spot. I mean, he's a fan favorite for a reason because he's such a fun player and a fun personality. He's not going to be the focal point of the offense and he's not going to be the guy who gets you to the playoffs, but he's the kind of guy that when you're in the playoffs and it's a big moment, he can knock down a couple threes and suddenly it's a jazz le- big jazz lead or the jazz are back in the ballgame, just mm-hmm. like that. So Yeah, I think he's just an excellent piece. Uh, he's definitely my favorite to watch. Yeah. In the sense that he knows how to get under everyone's skin. Oh, yeah. He, well, every team needs an enforcer. He's a pest on defense. Yeah. And I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're on the other team, Jazz, you don't love that. He's but. the kind of guy that Jazz fans love and everyone else in the NBA hates. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Joe Ingles. But it is. also, every other team in the NBA would want Joe Ingles on their team. And hopefully he can train Grayson Allen to be the same. Yeah. The Jazz will have a great little duo of yeah. Joe Ingles and Grayson Allen. The overlooked white guys who no one thinks they should be good but are pretty good but also talk trash yeah so. and they'll get under people's skin all right moving on tricky okay. ricky ricky rubio this is one that's interesting um if you were i put out an article on the sports take website i think you read it i read it that talked about who the jazz second option will be on offense and i talked in my segment about Ricky I talked about well you know last season we saw him struggle the first half of the year I was on record on another podcast that I was a guest on talking about you know the future of the Utah Jazz isn't Ricky Rubio at the point it's Donovan Mitchell at the point fast forward six months and that's no longer the case Mm -hmm. you know Ricky earned the starting spot and the starting spot for the years to come because of how he played the second half of the year last year and how he played in the Oklahoma series. So the, but, 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 and I emphasize, but the question remains, which version of Ricky Rubio is the true version of Ricky Rubio now? Is it the version that struggled to shoot throughout his whole career in Minnesota and for the first half of last season? Or is it the version of Ricky Rubio that got a triple double against Russell Westbrook and the Thunder in the playoffs? You know, I'd like to say it's that version under Quinn you Snyder. You want to say. Because Quinn Snyder seems like he can, like, as we've seen, he can get the most out of his players. Yeah. Like, and you could say that same thing for everyone. Like, are we going to see the defensive player of the year, Rudy, or are we going to see the injury-prone Rudy? What I mean by uh, Quinn Snyder getting everything out of him, you look at Joe Ingles. Say you put Joe Ingles on a team like the Pelicans. He's not going to be the same. Yeah. Because 
Certainly Whoever not. the coach is is not going to get as much out of him. Quinn knows how to reach out and dig dig down and get every single bit of the, of the game out of each and every player. Yeah. So that's why I'd like to think that Ricky is going to be a second half of the season and up against Westbrook in the playoffs, Ricky. But you never know. We'll just have to – only time will tell. I think Ricky Rubio will average 14 points a game, six to seven assists, and a couple of steals. Which is, if you're Quinn Snyder and you're the Utah Jazz, that's exactly what you want him to do. I'm ecstatic as a fan if he can do that. Yeah. If he can average that. So I think think he'll do well. That's what I want to think, and that's what I do think. Um, I'm less confident in that than I am with my expectations for the other three guys we've gone over right now, just because... You have five years of five and a half years of evidence telling you that Ricky Rubio is not a guy that's going to consistently put up 14 points a game. But I'm going to bank off what you're saying: Quinn Snyder getting making the most out of every player he's given, and you know, getting out that extra shooting percentage from Ricky, and he is going to put up 14 a game. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. All right, moving on. Crowder. My expectation for Crowder is that he's not going to start. You don't think? I think they go favors. Well, I think I mean, so I, I, so I don't know why I put Crowder in here. I meant faves. Yeah. That's I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> you asked me. I'm sorry. I, As I, I was going and making this before, my, I knew something was wrong well, with Crowder. Well, real quick, I'll do Crowder and favors together. My expectation is that favors starts the game, plays the first half of the quarter, the first mm-hmm. six minutes, and then is subbed out for Jay. And Jay will eventually play most of the minutes with the other starters while favors plays most of the minutes with the second guys but my expectations for Crowder is that he'll continue to be an inconsistent shooter but be kind of that you know junkyard dog that jazz fans loved with Trevor Booker and with Damari Carroll Damari Carroll while Favors continues to excel in his role on the team where he plays most of his minutes with the second string guys puts up a good amount of points per game and is kind of that you know anchor and that leader of the second unit Helps guys like Dante Exum and Royce O'Neal get the get their feet under them and kind of slow the game down for those young guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Favors is going to be huge. He was huge in the playoffs against OKC. Yeah, I I, I personally was, think he's the one that won that series. He had big moments this when last the year. Jazz the Jazz couldn't scrape it, especially in the games in OKC. He seemed to be the one that could pull that offensive board down and get it yeah. back out and give him another chance. He's not going to win a whole lot of games for the Jazz. You know, he's not going to you're not going to look back at the season and be like, man, good thing we had uh, Derek Favors because if we didn't, we'd probably be a seven seed. But because we have him, we're a three seed. No. But you're also not going to look at Favors and be like, man, he hurt us in any aspect. He's only going to help you. He's not going to make the Jazz any worse, He's, but he's also not going to make them significantly better. Yeah. So those Amen. are my kind of expectations for the starters there. Okay, now that we've gone through the starters... We kind of have, you know, brushed on it on all the topics we've talked about here, but what are your season expectations for the Jazz? My season expectation is a three seed. They win over 50 games, and they take the Rockets to six games instead of five. I can agree with that. Which is a step up. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, and that's five was won't. a stretch last season for the Jazz. To take Houston to five games, to for the Jazz to win in round one last season was a that stretch. That was a stretch. To win, take a game from Houston in Houston was a stretch. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if they comfortably win in the first round and take Houston to six games, those are kind of my expectations for the Jazz right now. 
those obviously will fluctuate as the season goes on. But great. What are Some your expectations? Expect- my expectations were very similar to yours. I think they should have no problem winning the first round. You know, because as a fan and the NBA in general, we know they can do that, right? But I do think that they're still going to have their troubles with Houston. You know, like Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Actually, more like Utah, we have a problem with Houston. Mm-hmm. And they'll take them to six games and lose. Yeah. Which I think is fair. Like, yeah. that's a very realistic, fair expectation of Utah's season. Which, where they've been to where they are now as a fan, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun season. Yeah. It'll be very and the fun Jazz season. are well on their way to gaining national recognition. So. They are, especially if Donovan Mitchell makes it even more cool to be in Utah. Hopefully, they could get a mid-major to major free agent pickup here in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, if the Jazz continue on this trajectory and Donovan Mitchell continues to be a star and Rudy Gobert continues to be an anchor on defense and Quinn Snyder continues to be one of the best coaches in the NBA, why, if you're a star player, would you not want to go play in that Amen. in that situation? So, I mean, they're, pro- they're not going to get the likes of a Kawhi Leonard or a LeBron James, but... You know, those second-tier caliber star players, someone, not saying that they will, but someone who's on that same level as a DeMar DeRozan, a Clay Thompson, a Draymond Green. Like, you know, you have your star stars, and then you just have, like, your second-level stars, all-star yeah. caliber, yeah. you know, borderline star players. And hopefully the Jazz brand can put enough out to get someone to, to bite. Well, I think so. I'm confident in the Jazz. I will. Thank you. Uh, like we said earlier, go give us a like on uh, and a listen on Spotify. We'll let you know when we're on Apple Podcast. But like we said earlier, anything jazz, you come here and you listen to us because we are Hunter works for them, and I am an avid fan, and we know everything about them. So if you want to know, uh, hit Hunter up on Twitter. At Hunter underscore Miller. Or no, that's my Instagram handle. Don't hit that up. It's private, so I won't accept your follow anyway. My Twitter is Hunter Mill, that's H-U-N-T-E-R-M-I-L-L, and then two underscores. So hit Hunter up with any questions about the Utah Jazz, and we'd love to shout you out on the show and answer your question. Thank you. All right, guys. Peace.